there. Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. My name is Lauren, social carrier marketing manager, and this podcast is meant to educate and inspire business owners like you to build a brand, market it on social media, and design a life they love. We're so happy you're here. Today's episode is a social curator coaching session that Jasmine hosted recently, and we just know you'll love. In it, she speaks with Kalina, Dr. Joella, Donna, and Marla on various topics such as how to turn Instagram followers into customers, how to build an audience before you have something to sell, and more. I know you can't wait to get to the content, so let's dive right in and I'll talk to you on the other side. Hi, I'm Kalina Franzosa. I'm an oil painter and I paint mostly landscape, both on location and in the studio. This is fantastic. How can I serve you and your business better? Awesome. Um, My question today is, how can I turn Instagram followers into collectors? This is beautiful because I am a big and ardent fan. And I have been saying this since the beginning of my career, but I specifically mean it for people who are creators, is that social media has really changed the dynamic. Now, it hasn't altered it. I would think it's enhanced the way that collectors view what it is they're collecting. So if we were to take a big step back and we were to think of the very influential families during the Renaissance period, like when we think of the Medici family and how they were investing in painters at the time, they were investing in a painting, yes, but they were also investing in the painter. And I believe that social media has completely amplified so that there are people not just like the Medici's, but current day people who value not just the painting, but the painter, not just the cake, but the baker, not just the course, but the course creator, and not just the photo, but the photographer. So if you know, and if you don't know, I am here to tell you that your work becomes more valuable when people understand it and when it they understand you. So what social media empowers you to help people understand your perspective, your work, your labor, your passion, and why it is you do what you do. Now, I know that for anybody who's working in a visual medium, videographers, photographers, painters, and and even poets who are doing like a digital medium, is that it's tempting to think that if we just put out our work, people would see, oh, yes, it's for me. And while that would apply to a few small group of people, the vast majority of people want to have a deeper understanding as to why they would attribute value to something. Now, when we are creating something, our job as a business person, Like if you want to create a painting and not sell it, then the only person you serve is yourself. If you're creating a painting and you would like somebody else to buy it, then you must think what they find valuable. But furthermore, how to understand the value that you present. And I think that there is not a better medium to do this than social media because you can show things that you might question, would somebody ever want to know this? And the answer is, Yes, even if at the outset, it doesn't appear like they do. So for instance, when I first started my photography career, everything was done a very particular way. Photographers were only showing one thing, their photographs. And that is how it's been. And that was the only ever way it was done. And then I came in and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm the first person to do it, but I was one of the first person to show the behind the scenes of what it took for a photographer to create a photograph. I was showing the behind the scenes of the editing process, behind the scenes of how I prep for a shoot, behind the scenes of how I prepared my clients for the shoot, behind the scenes of the type of packaging I was creating. So I'm going to invite you to, yes, show your artwork, but for somebody to attribute a value to it, the more they understand the work, the tools, the time, the inspiration, 
all of those things that may or may not get engagement in the beginning, it actually over time closes a customer. Now, here's the craziest thing about painting is that most people buy, most people, if they're not an ardent collector, they buy as a result of wanting to fill a space, wanting to make a change. It's not like I saw something and immediately I want to buy it unless I'm an ardent collector. But the chances are what you're showing on social media, this is going to be preparing the long, long, long game for the purchaser. And that is so hard to hear. We don't want to hear that. We want to put something out and have people value it. But I have to tell you that painters are not alone. Realtors are in the same game. Wedding photographers are in the same game because chances are they're a couple and they like each other and they think it's somewhat on the horizon. And so you as a wedding photographer are preparing content for the person who is not yet engaged. Why? So that when they become engaged, you are the person that they're thinking of. So while somebody is not shopping necessarily for an oil on canvas, when the time comes to make that purchase or give the gift or splurge on one's desire, you remain at the top of mind. So what I want to caution and encourage you is to not look at the immediacy of your content, but to look at it from a holistic perspective. That if worst case scenario, worst case scenario, you have done not a single sale of your artwork on the back of your efforts of social media. What you have done, my sweet, beautiful, creative friend, is documented in a digital medium, the history and the course of action you took as an artist so that at one time when your work is featured in MoMA or LACMA that we may hope see one day, they could look back and say, this was the work. This is the Michelangelo sketches that oftentimes people didn't see till many years later. You are showing the process. If you get the sale on social media or not, you're doing yourself the greatest favor. And you think other people can join that journey and attribute value to what it is that you're doing. I really like that. That's a really great way to think about it. So tell me right now, what is like an average price point? Now I know they vary widely, but generally speaking, what is an average price? So a nine by 12 is 525. Right. So this is like a nine by 12. So we're talking about like less, like less than a foot, right? Like paper, like almost paper size, a little bit bigger than paper size, right? So when you think about this, 575. So if I wanted, if I wanted to put something in my hallway or a, a, a place above the, the entryway. I'm going to need something probably bigger than a 12 by nine, bigger than a sheet of paper. True. So if we're looking for something along a size, perhaps sizable to a window, we're thinking about a few thousand dollars of investment. This yeah. comes on the back. If you want somebody to make a transaction with an artist, it's going to come on the back of them having a deep understanding of the time and the work that it takes to pour into that. So right now, let's just function worst case scenario. You will not make a sale for two years. And I'm just saying, let's just say, let's just say, and you show up, you show up diligently and you show up with a strategy and you are posting your content and you're doing things that make you uncomfortable, like putting your phone up against a stack of books and recording yourself in a time-lapse. Because on average, if you record yourself for about 10 to 12 minutes, what you get is about a 20 to 30 second time-lapse. Oh, and wow. then you're, that's uncomfortable, right? But you're doing it and you turn it into a reel and you set it to a trending song. And years later, you look back at that moment and thought, wow, I'm so happy I didn't quit. So let's just say worst case scenario that what you're doing is 
is essentially creating a time capsule of your artistic journey and you don't make a sale. The question then becomes, are you okay with that, Kalina? Yes. Okay, good. I can be okay with that. Okay. And I just want to say thank you because there are people right here who had the same similar shift that it is a long-term consideration process, that it is a much higher price point, that people aren't just debating between you and another painter. Essentially, they could be creating, they could be choosing against you, another painter, and a litany of other offerings in restoration hardware. Right. Yeah. So we have to, we have to start looking at this as a very different thing. And what you have said is I am looking at social as documentation, that your content will become your credibility that your content will attribute to the value and the content will show how much time, energy, and effort. And at the end of all of this, nothing happens for two years. Kalina says she's okay. So we have this recorded and there's other people who are listening who say, I'm going to be okay because this is the nature of the business that I got into. One is not better than the other. It's wildly different. And once we're okay with that, we approach social media with levity, with hope, with strategy, not putting pressure and demanding on something that doesn't naturally fall into that type of cadence. And guess what? Anything that becomes before now and two years from now, oh, what a blessing. And we're just going to express appreciation for the work that we're doing. I like that. That's a good way to think about it. Kalina, how can people find you and your art on social? Um, I'm at Kalina Franzosa on, on Instagram. Yeah. Beautiful. Show your process, keep showing up. And for all, for, for the people who will one day look back at Kalina Franzosa and think that you are their version of a Michelangelo and they are the future Medici family, that they can look and say, I'm so happy that she had this documented because it makes what we have today even that much more valuable. Thank you for putting art into the world. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here today. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. My name is Dr. Joella. I'm a sports chiropractor and I'm an ergonomist, which is an injury prevention specialist. And I help creative entrepreneurs create a home office workspace that is a custom fit to them so they don't develop a desk injury like carpal tunnel syndrome, low back pain, shoulder pain, things like that. I'm so happy. I am so happy you're on this call right now because all of a sudden I'm like my back got a little straighter. And like you, I think Dr. Joella would literally fire me because I'm like my computer's sitting on a stack of books. My chair is made of leather, so it sinks in the middle, which is probably terrible for my spine. I know, I know. My husband, he's like, we're gonna get you a new chair. And I'm like, I'm here. Is it stylish? I don't see. I'm so happy, Dr. Joella. We're gonna follow up and I'm gonna get some great recommendations for beautiful yet highly functional and healthy chairs. Okay, how can, <laughs> how, can I, how can I help you today? Okay, so most people don't see the value of creating a tailor-fit home office workspace until they develop a chronic problem. My passion is catching them before the problem becomes chronic. What advice would you give me to attract more people at this stage? So I've always believed, and I currently maintain, that we're in business to solve a problem. It is the people who don't know the problem they solve that find it much harder to actually make a sale. So what you want to do is you want to go after somebody who doesn't quite know they have a problem, which means you're going to have a much harder time selling them a solution to something they don't identify as a problem. So I don't, I don't mind that you would like to do that. I just think you're going to have a harder time having somebody put value on something that they don't attribute as a pressure point. Mm-hmm. So... If you're like, no, 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 but I believe that I can go in and I could change how they think, how they feel, and how they act. Great. But if you solve the problem before they have a problem, you have to ask yourself, 
what am I selling to that audience? Because if you're really good at what it is you do, preparing them so they don't have a problem, then you're not really in business unless you're charging to solve a problem they don't know they have. Are you following me up into this point? I am. Okay. It's funny because in my practice, it works that way. But of course, they come with me with a problem, but they don't know that their problem has to do with how they sit in the car, how they sit in their, at their desk. So then I bring that to them, but they got, they have the pain. And so that's when I'm able to do that. So that's online. That's what I'm trying to do. It's, you know, it's a different medium. So it is, but remember, okay. So I guess my question is here. Do you have an offering for somebody who does not go into your clinic for an adjustment? Like if I, like, where are you located? San Francisco. And I'm located in Newport Beach. If I, I come course. across one, uh, if I come across one of your Instagram posts and you're telling me that most people, like what you just told me right now, it sounded like the dream Instagram post. Most people come to me because they have chronic back pain, but what they don't realize is that it's existing from their car ride into the city or mm-hmm. how they sit. I would be like, wow, mm-hmm. I want to know more about this. But if you mm-hmm. teach me that it's my car, if you teach me that it's my desk, what am I buying from you? I have a course. For you, it's Home Office Ergonomic Solutions Masterclass. And like you said, I'm about to buy a chair. I have a whole bonus section on what to consider when you're going to buy a chair. What are your options, you know? Because there's so many different kinds of prices. So there's a whole section on what to consider, uh, case history of somebody who considered it. And then the course actually goes through because people don't even know that if their keyboard could be too high, too low, same thing with the monitor. So it's a custom fit. So it's a tailor fit I, to them. I completely understand what it is you're selling, but I'm still going to put a little bit of a pressure point. Go for it. If I did not know, if I did not suffer from pain, I wouldn't buy your course because I don't have right. a problem. Your course, as well as your in-person adjustments are solving a problem. Right. So Dr. Joella, I don't think you need to do anything different other than choose to tell yourself a different story is that Mm -hmm. your target customer, both in your clinic in San Francisco and online is somebody who's suffering from chronic pain. Now your entire job with all of your content is to explain that their pain is magnified by things that are controllable. And so all of your content goes back Mm -hmm. to, are you feeling a pain in your shoulder, feeling pain Mm -hmm. in your neck? You know, that Mm -hmm. lower back spasm that you experience and then you give away free content. You give away a little bit of free content, uh, stretches that you can do at home. The average height between your wrist and your laptop, you're giving away free content to build credibility. But for somebody who says, wow, I really liked what she said. She knows her stuff, but I need to get more Then that's, and then, and only then are you going to be able to get them to the course. But again, telling yourself a story that who you're servicing online and in person has a problem. If they don't have a problem, you're gonna have a hard time selling them something they don't need. So all of your customers have a problem and you solve that problem through your clinic in person or through an online course. Now, all your online content is doing is highlighting the problem that -hmm. you solve. The problem that you solve. How is this feeling? It's good because that's exactly what I'm doing in my Instagram. Like I show them the Evoluent mouse. Are you having wrist pain? Here's a different mouse to come up with. Are you having shoulder pain? So I am enhancing that. So that's kind of what I wanted with some reassurance that I'm on the right track. And I do, I like it right away. You said something about whatever you said at the beginning about exactly what you said, the low back pain. Because I don't often approach people to actually say pain. (laughs) 
because that's not usually like there's no pain diagrams. I work out of my home even. I mean, I, I try to switch people's minds when they come to me so that they can realize, you know, they're going to be in a different mind state to go out and sit on their couch differently and do things differently because that's the most important thing. You see what I'm saying? They have to change their behavior, the common tasks. Okay, beautiful. So you're having a lot lot of light bulb moments and right now you're going to be in a state of flow. And so while I would love for you to sit for the rest of this coaching session, what I think is like, don't break up the state of flow. If this is your time and we end this, feel free to exit this call. And I just want you to start writing down Mm -hmm. ideas because what you just said to me right now, to me, it sounded like a perfect less than 15 second reel. Yes. Is that chiropractic begin chiropractic care begins and ends with you? Because while I can adjust you, the mindset to change your behavior at home, in the car, and at your desk is on you. And I would love to give you the tools to get there. Then we just pair that with the trending with the trending audio. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, wow, here's a person who doesn't want me every week going back to her clinic. This is a person who will set me on the right track. That is a major point of differentiation and it builds trust and credibility. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Continue healing the world and giving better tools for people to stop suffering from pain. I appreciate you. Oh, how can people find you online? At Dr. Joella, D-R-J-O-E-L-L-A. Beautiful. I appreciate you, Dolly. Have a great day. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. So my name is Donna and I'm a blogger. Um, Right now, I'm not selling anything. I'm sharing my healing journey from anxiety. And so mostly somatic therapy. So in 2023, I want to launch a one-on-one coaching program. But with my blog now, it's like I don't have a focus because I'm not selling anything. So my question is like, what do I focus on now to bring value, but also prepare for the future when I do launch the program? I love this question. And I absolutely love that you are thinking in advance of what is to come. So you're in the best situation. You're in the best situation. You're in the best scenario because starting to build a brand and starting to get people interested in you and your advice and what it is you do, it comes at a higher return when you're not asking anything. So what I want you to do is double down on what it is you're doing now. And what you're saying is, I don't have a strategy, but I would counter that because anytime you ink a blog post or put out a social post, you have, you have, you're, you're following a plan, a plan that seems a little misguided, but at this point, your strategy, like your goal, your goal is to launch one-on-one coaching. Your yeah. plan currently has been to build out blog posts and social posts. Now the strategy is going to be, how do I build one-on-one connections for people who are primed for my offer? Yes. The offer is one-on-one coaching. The plan is posting with consistency. The strategy will be, since you want to launch a one-to-one offer, would be how do you start building one-on-one connections now without an offer? So what we just distilled was everything you're already doing, everything you're already doing, but now you're looking at it through a slightly different lens. Who are the people who are leaving blog comments? Find a way to connect with them. Who are the people, if you have a newsletter list, Who are the people that are opening that newsletter? Send them a personalized video. Okay. Who are the people that are voting on your Instagram stories or sending DMs or giving the quick replies, little emoji replies? So your plan doesn't change. 
your strategy becomes focused on the one-to-one. So every time you write a blog post, every time you open social, every time you log in to Social Curator, you're going to ask yourself, how does this help me get to the one-on-one? Using that lens, building out the one-to-one connection now will prepare you for when you make the offer for the one-to-one. For as much effort as you put in on that front end, you will have a much higher likely return because you were talking one-on-one without any expectation. And they know that you cared about them before you had something to sell. They now feel a lot more confident that you will care about them the same way or more on the back of a one-on-one coaching. How does this feel? No, that feels good. It's, yeah, that feels really good because I do have good engagement, um, especially with this topic, you know, people feel so alone. So it's like when you connect, you really connect. I just haven't been thinking of it that way, but that's really good. I want to, um, a previous podcast guest, his name uh, was Rory Vaden. And he said that your content becomes your credibility. And so right now you're sharing your journey. And so what we want to do is you want to craft your one-on-one offer for the Donna who you used to be. When Donna was first suffering with deep anxiety and didn't know which way to turn, what did that Donna need to hear, to read, and to see? Because Donna, your offer isn't coming on the back of going to medical school. Your Mm -hmm. offer isn't coming on the back of getting a master's in psychology. Your offer isn't coming on the back of doing a four-hour Reiki yoga, deep breath, anxiety training. Your offer is coming on the back of, I was once you and I made it out. That's your value prop. It will resonate with some people and it will turn other people off. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. But the more that you create those one-on-one connections of saying, I know where you're at, there is light at the end of the tunnel and then you don't sell anything. Mm-hmm. People are going to naturally, slowly be like, yeah, but what did you do? And he was like, I, I, I started doing this and this mm-hmm. was the start of my practice. Sure. All your secrets. Sure. All of them. You, you, don't, don't say, oh, well, the minute I, the minute I offer my coaching, they're just not going to want to buy from me. No, no, no. They won't buy from you until they see your best stuff. <clears throat> your best stuff is going to want them to hang out with you more. Your best stuff is going to trust that if you just gave them a tailor-made solution where your 30 or 45-minute session with them, that they're going to get what you got faster. Mm-hmm. So share your best stuff. Build one-on-one connections. Continue to show up with consistency. And ask yourself when you log into Social Curator and you're using one of the story templates with like a slider or a poll, okay. is this getting me closer to the one-on-one? Ask the question that the person who is the most anxious will reach out to you. Always look at it through that because that then becomes a strategy according to your plan with the long-term goal. And that long-term goal is to present an offer for one-on-one coaching. How does this feel? It feels good. I like it. Good. Very, very good. Thank you so much. I, I, I just want to take a second and express gratitude for you living in your authentic self and documenting a journey that a lot of people keep to themselves. And I think that it's very brave and we're going to look back at a future time in history and wonder why this conversation wasn't as normalized as it will be. So thank you for being on the front end of that. Thank you for being avant-garde when it comes to emotional awareness and managing anxiety for people who want to go on this journey with you and get to know your one-on-one connections. How can they find you on social? Um, On Instagram, I'm at simple shifts to wellness. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, you, Donna. Thanks.
Hi, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. My name is Marla Melendez, and I am the owner of Event Gal SA. And I am a full service wedding and event planner here in San Antonio, Texas. And I help my clients celebrate um, their lives um, through celebrations, um, through every milestone. Beautiful. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for making the world a prettier place. Like, thank you for populating <laughs> Pinterest with my dreams. How, oh my can, I, how, can, I, how can I be of assistance? Yes. So this is my first week um, out of corporate America. I put in my resignation two, two or three weeks ago now. Um, Friday was my last day. And yes, I have the chills. This is amazing. I'm catching you on a beautiful part of your journey. I just, I just want to pause because Marla, there was a time where you wished this day would come. And there's a time that people are listening to this right now and you're giving them hope that this too can be their reality. So thank you for being courageous and thank you for sharing this journey. I'm I'm so excited. Now I'm like super amped to have this conversation. How can I serve? <laughs> well, thank you for that because part of, you know, my reasoning of wanting to leave is hearing your podcast every single day in the morning <laughs> to work and back. Um, but my question is, what advice would you give someone who freshly just left corporate America? Oh, wow. This is super tactical and I love it. And I, I worry, I think, you know, it's crazy. What came up for me was, oh, I'm going to be a dream crusher. <laughs> like That's what I feel because oftentimes we want to leave the nine to five grind um, with this idea that our day and our lives will become a sheer embodiment of everything we imagined it to be. And I'm actually going to counter the opposite. I'm going to say that all of the discipline it took for you to submit your resignation and step out on your own, you will need the same, if not more discipline. So for anybody who who's on this journey, I would encourage you to continue waking up at the same time. I would mm-hmm. encourage you to look at your commute as more time to build relationships, plan. Because what happens is a lot of times what I've seen is after transition into doing something full-time, when it once was a, a side hustle, a viable, amazing side hustle, is that the amount of discipline and focus it took to handle two things at once got you to this point. And so we think, oh, great, we finally got to this point. It's very natural to let the, the pedal, like your foot off the pedal and sleep in a little bit more and take a little bit of a longer lunch. And I'm just going to ideate more and I'm going to do a, t- a lot more planning. And what I'm going to say is treat this thing like it's a job and a half treat the same amount of time that you did in corporate America and your side hustle into this one thing so that you can quickly learn what it takes to stand on your own two feet. Secondly, what I would do would be to incorporate little pockets of pleasure because you now are your own business owner and you now get to do things that might be a little bit different. So if for you going on a 20 minute walk at 1030 in the afternoon feels like such a decadent thing that you were never able to do in corporate America, add that pocket of time to your schedule, but still keep the schedule. How is this resonating for you right now? Good, really good. I, I think I I think that's what I'm looking for is more like structure of what steps I need to be doing after leaving. Because like you said, it's so easy to kind of get comfortable. Um, but I, I don't want to get to that place. I don't think it's a matter, but you just be just because you're thinking and asking about it is already a great indication that you're not as prone to fall into something like that. But what I want you to do is not just think about all the things that need to get done and the decisions that need to get made, but just do. Right now, you are in a pocket of bliss. So just do. 
do, do, do. Now that you have more time to start thinking about like your marketing and what it would look like, do more. So if you are posting three or four times a week, can you push that to six, seven, eight times a week? See what happens there. It's going to be an experiment. If you've never gone live with tips on how to plan the perfect day for sunset photos in San Antonio in the month of February, go live and explain those things. If nobody watches and nobody watches the replay, then it's a good sign that maybe people aren't interested in that capacity, but you don't know until you test. So you know what works now because what got you here is not going to get you to the next level. So with this added time to be strictly focused on your business, I want you to try different things in new ways without attachment to the outcome. So number one, you're going to keep the structure that you previously had from your nine to five, and you're going to treat this like it's a job and a half. You're then going to be taking action on things you have not done before because now you have more time to be focused on those things. And instead of thinking and ideating about all the things you could do, all we want you to do is do because the action leads to clarity. If you want something to become clear, you don't think about it, you do. And then the answer comes to you by way of action. How is this feeling? Great, great, thank you. Another piece of action is looking back and you do, you do weddings, events, like milestones, correct? That's how. So, yeah. So weddings, um, and, uh, we do all kinds of events. So, um, baby showers, bridal showers, children's parties, corporate events. Beautiful. So I want you to set aside if, if possible, 30 to 60 minutes every day and write a handwritten note to anybody who has ever paid you more than a dollar. And all you're going to do is write them a handwritten note and say, I did, and you could have, you can use, you can come up with one note. Let's not overthink it. One note, you're gonna write the same thing to every single client, but you're gonna personalize their name and one attributing memory to their event. So Scott, like always, I loved planning your Christmas party back in 2019. Do you remember the days pre, pre-pandemic? Those were the days. I just want to let you know that things have changed for me. I took a big risk. I'm out on my own. If there's anything that I could do to serve you and then X uh, real estate company, I'm here to help. Just as a reminder, I shared a tip on corporate planning for the holidays. You could find it on my blog. Let me know if there's anything else you can do or any introductions you could make to other people who might need my services. Thank you always here for anything. And like, there's three points of customization, one, the name, one from the event, and then one from what can I do for your blank brokerage, real estate company, whatever in the future. You're going to kind of tweak it a little bit for your wedding clients. Hi, Stephanie and George, San Antonio will never be the same from your wedding day. Let people know any of your friends or family. And remember, I can also plan. And if if you follow them on social media and you're like, oh, Georgie's second birthday is coming up. Let me know if I can give anything. I have party planning tips on my blog. You want to give, right? Give a little bit. So prepare content for like tips for corporate planning, tips for baby parties under four, and then tips for how to talk to your friends about your wedding photos without annoying them or whatever, right? You're just going to create content so that you're pointing them back to a valuable resource that they might find applicable to where they are in your journey. And don't hesitate to ask for something because you're letting them know in a vulnerable way, I took a big risk. I'm doing this full time. If I can do anything for you or you could pass my name, I would greatly appreciate it. People want to help other people who are taking big, courageous steps. And I want you to really lean into that. That's awesome. Thank you. Marla, I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited. I can't wait. My One of the best pieces of advice I got early in my career was jump and the net will appear. And you are mid 
jump and something tells me you're not going to need the net. So keep flying. I appreciate you. you. How can people find you in San Antonio Magic? Sure. It's at EventGalSA. Beautiful. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you. Welcome back. If you enjoyed this coaching style and want the opportunity for Jasmine to coach you and your business, join Social Curator. When you join Social Curator, you'll get access to more than 6,000 lifestyle photos, 3,000 customizable caption templates, 300 engagement-driven Instagram story templates that are customizable to fit your brand in Canva, 50 step-by-step marketing action plans to implement in your business and live masterclasses, group coaching, and accountability inside the private social curator community. Head to socialcurator.com or click the link in the episode description to start your subscription today. And we'll see you inside.